Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet surrounded by triple blast brain splitters and acid. <laughs> acid. Ditches. And acid. Wait, let me try acid. that again. And acid. Acid. That's right. It doesn't, it doesn't work if you don't do the fist. Yes. yes. It's the Noobs and the Hoobie, and my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is that podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. So welcome to episode number 107, covering the series 7 episode number 11, The Crimson Horror. This is the one where the Doctor and Clara meet up with their old pals Vastrogenian Strax to defeat a repulsive creature of untold horror and the cute little red leech that rides on her chest. (laughs) 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 This was, of course, story number 237. I say, of course, because we're all keeping track. Uh, It originally aired May 4th, 2013 to 7.37 million eventual viewers. It was something like four point something. I'm sure at some point they had that many viewers. It's like overnight numbers. Yeah, it was like 3.67, 3.67, and then the overnight viewers was like 4.67, and then the weekend viewers was like <laughs> 6.87. Can you tell who did the research and this week? And then the overall week was Not like trip. 7.37. <laughs> uh, this was uh, written so. by Mark Gaddis, because of course it was, if we're going to involve uh, gross little monster things. Ooh. And uh, directed by Saul Metstein. That's an epic last name. Uh, yes. What, Metstein? Metstein. Metstein. Oh, we've actually, uh, we've actually seen cool. episodes directed by Saul before. I know this because I trip over his last name every time. And this time I didn't. And then you stopped me to point out how awesome the name is. Normally <laughs> I'm like, Metstein? Metstein? Metz, Metzensteigen? I don't know. <laughs> Metzensteigen. I don't know why. <laughs> German. <laughs> <laughs> Metzensteigen. Under miscellaneous <laughs> trivia, guys, this is the 100th episode of New Who. Uh, Can wow. you believe it? Is it episode or story, though? Because that's always confusing. Uh, pretty sure episode. Okay. That's what it said. It said it said episode. Uh, if some if someone will go hop on the uh, the list of Doctor Who episodes on the Wikia. And then look at uh, the story number for Rose. I accidentally clicked on our own website instead of the. Target well, we website. are the current, uh, yeah, authority website for all mm-hmm. things Doctor Who. Yes, as mm-hmm. as Definitely. is obvious to any who visit our webpage. <laughs> One fifty-seven, yeah. and this is number two thirty-seven. So, so yes, it was the one hundredth episode, not the one hundredth story. So yeah. So just wait till we get a hundred stories, and then we'll have to announce that once we get. We can celebrate that one as well. Dun, dun, yes. Dun. Wait, what was it? One fifty? What'd you say? One fifty-seven. Okay, so we're only twenty stories away. Yeah, only twenty. It's like <laughs> it's you know, several months. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it would be uh, well twenty weeks plus some timey wimeys and some Smith recaps and some. Okay, moving on. <laughs> At any rate, uh, the repulsive red leech that Vastra mentioned is actually a nod. It's a Sherlock Holmes wink. Um, the repulsive case of the red leech was a Sherlock Holmes case that was never written by Sir, Con- Sir, Con- uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I kept, okay? to say, I kept trying to say Sir Conan Arthur. Bad, bad, bad. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I don't know why that's so hard to say. Uh, it's one of those ones where... Uh, Trip, remember we were talking about earlier today, uh, we were looking around at library books and mm-hmm. we were, you were talking about, uh, what's the one, the magic tree, magic tree house, yeah. magic tree house. And you were saying they're not necessarily like building on each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
once you get the premise, except for every now and then. Yeah. They'll say like that time in Cairo. And it's like, you know, story number 12 and you're currently on story number 59 or whatever. Why can't I talk today? Um, Good question. This is kind of like that, except imagine if they said, uh, what, what are the, what, they're always like the something of something, right? It's like the, the nights of the night or yeah. the dawn of the something, or it's always something of something. Imagine yeah. if they said, oh, it's, that's just like the dolphins of destiny. And you're like, that wasn't a story, <laughs> but they like reference it. That's what happened here. So, uh, Watson in the story, the adventure of the golden pincenes. I don't know. I don't Pinsnes. know how to pincenes, pincherneys. Anyway, I don't think that's it. I don't think it is either. In that story, Watson references the repulsive case of the red leech, but it's never actually written. Well, <laughs> they just. But was it like was it never written to be written? Or something? I, I don't. I don't know. Was like, it never was written, or is it like a lost story or something? It is not a work that we have now. If you go search the repulsive case of the red leech, There's you will like, actually find at least stories. two. Stories that were written not by Doyle. Okay, yeah. so not by the original Sherlock Holmes author, but apparently somebody who came along and like went... with Sherlock well, Holmes? Uh, you know, I didn't even look. I, I would have to imagine. Mm-hmm. I would have to imagine. Like um, some hardcore Sherlock Holmes fans yeah, are like... Yeah, somebody was reading the story and went... made this story? Wait a minute. Watson referenced this one story, but then they never actually did it. I wonder what... Wow. Maybe it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Publish. <laughs> that seems like the thing that he would have written. And it's just been lost, though, because. Mm. Well, it, it could have been Maybe something like that, that he was setting up for later. Yeah. And, you know, they just never didn't finish it. it as like a prequel or maybe. I don't mm. know. I don't know. The original prequel. <laughs> yeah. I don't you know, I don't think this is the only example, though. I think there are other times where mm. Holmes or Watson would reference some other case that we don't ever actually It's like when Doctor to. Who, when they're hey. like, hey, remember that one time at that one resort that we never went to that you've never actually seen that right. episode on? The, the tricky yeah. thing for us in the Hooniverse is whenever the Doctor references, like, name drops or references some other event. We kind of go we look never, it up. We're like, what? Well, no, I was going to say, we never know in the midst of the episode, is that a classic, classic Who callback or is, is he just, just making up stuff? That will surely be made stuff. into a comic. Or yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It has already audio been made story. into 10 yeah. different audio adventures. Right. Well, and that's the thing is sometimes he's referencing, I said classic who, sometimes he is referencing a comic or a big finish audio production or something like that. So, um, by the way, on a total side note, uh, my, my news feed is so incredibly clogged right now with <laughs> Doctor Who announcements that keep making me pee my pants and then have to backtrack because with all the, with all the Doctor Who lockdown stuff, you know how uh, they keep writing these prequels or follow-ups mm-hmm. uh, when we do the the lockdown simulcast watchings? Mm-hmm. So I keep seeing these headlines that's like, uh, th- here this here's this detail about the Tenth Doctor that'll blow your mind, and oh. I'll click on it, and there's a fifty fifty chance that it is referencing Stephen Moffat just wrote another minisode follow-up mm-hmm. deal. Right. Or big finish audio. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, like I keep, I keep, Oh, Oh, what is that? And I click oh. on it and it's like, Dang it, it's, it's not just, what I wanted. It's another audio oh. adventure. Cause audio isn't canon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the books, uh, there's too much to even keep it's up It's just with. too much. As I, if the show wasn't confusing enough. I know, yeah. yeah. Now it's throwing Oh my like, gosh. So like a 50-year-long yeah. show. Once you get into the comics, Longer, it becomes comics yeah. where there's alternate timelines and different doctors false dimensions that were never what's that different doctors that didn't even exist yeah remember we had a whole conversation about yeah. that about an actor that appeared in one of the episodes played a alternate second doctor in a big finish it's, uh, anyway, it's yeah. too many things so at any rate uh getting down into the cast mrs gillyflower was played by dame diana rigg now dame by the way is the the female sir Right? So if you are knighted, then you're a sir. Or if you're a woman, you're a dame. So it's essentially the equivalent. uh, And actually, I don't even know if it's, if you're called knighted. I don't know if it has a different term there. I I, I don't Mm -hmm. know. But it is the exact same recognition and ceremony and title. It's just the, 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 the woman's version of the, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So an interesting point that the Wikia pointed out, um, this is sort of, Miscellaneous trivia spilling into the cast here. This is the the second time where we had uh, the Doctor in in Victorian era, where the bad guy was played by a knighted English actor. That's so. That's so specific. So specific. I'm surprised that there's it two happened of them. twice. <laughs> yeah. This is just a repetitive thing. You know, uh, yeah, all those times where he's been in Victorian England fighting people. Whose actors have conveniently been knighted? Like, how has that happened <laughs> even English, once, let alone right. twice? So, um, at any rate, Mrs. Gillyflower, played by uh, Dame Diana Rigg, uh, she was known uh, for appearing in Game of Thrones. We've we've kind of left behind. Do you guys remember when every other week the one of the guest actors was from Sherlock, or <laughs> yeah. what was the other one? Coronation. Coronation, Coronation Street. Street yeah. um, what, those were the two big ones. Game of we've, Thrones, we've I think. bled into Game of Thrones. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like in the last couple of seasons, it's been a lot of Game of Thrones crossovers. So yeah. now well, if you haven't done Sherlock or Coronation Street, you had to have done Game of Thrones, apparently. Yes. I'm so, sure Game of Thrones started coming out about now, didn't it? Uh, that's that's what I'm thinking is, is a big part of it, is it that Game of Thrones is on the air. It was like eight seasons of Game of Thrones. Uh, something like that, yeah. We don't know anything about yeah. Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. There's dragons and <laughs> knights. And everyone dies. And, well, apparently. Um, <laughs> horrifically. Ice King. Horri- yes, horrifically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say, Corbin? And the Ice King. I think I said Night ice King. King. I don't no, know it is. It no, it's night, the Night King. The Night the King. But they're like frozen zombie peoples? What? I was not aware so of this. This is not a Game of Thrones podcast. anything about this show. <laughs> I was not aware of this. N- not aware of what? Which part? Whatever. Everything you're just okay. talking about. All right. I mean, they like frozen. When you see pictures Night of them, Kings? they're like, they're like, yeah, they're like frozen. They're like, it's like they're frozen zombie people. Yeah, I don't know. It's basically exactly what you said. And yeah, they're called Night King, and he's called the Night King because winter is coming. And that means it's oh, wait, yeah, that's what it time. is. And because of the <laughs> because wait, of the anti-spoiler nature of the fan base, I don't think I've gotten a single article ever about anything that's taken place in that show. So I really it don't is, know anything. I think part of it might be that there are too many twists and turns and plot turns because that's kind of what uh, George R. R. Martin was like known for. Was like it was like twist. There was somebody I don't know if this was like complete joke or if this was it at all based on reality. But it was like he would just sort of like 
literally roll dice on the table to see which characters were going to survive a given book. It's <laughs> <laughs> like there is there is nothing sacred apparently. Like, Playing D and D with his own storybook <laughs> characters. What in the exactly, world? Exactly, exactly. The most loved character was killed off in the first season or something. Because like he that, rolled a dice. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that was probably a total ah, joke. That but that, my, that's apparently that what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at any rate, um, she played Olena Tyrell in uh, Game of Thrones, who um, I guess I'm saying that right. Olena, Olena, Olena. Ole! Anyways, uh, guys, um, Noobs in the Hoovian is brought to you this week by G Suite. That's right. You can support the, uh, you can support the show and step up your email game at the same time. G Suite is Google's business class email and office suite. It's not just email. There's a lot of other tools that go along with it, but the primary reason that we use it around R5 website management and lots of other places that we're involved with is you get that professional email. Because let me ask you something. Who are you going to take more seriously? An email with a pitch for services or goods from uh, flubidydoo at gmail.com or, you know, manager at mybusinesswebsiteaddress.com. That sounds mm. horrible, but <laughs> <laughs> don't get that email. If it's r 5 websites underscore, underscore r amazing at gmail.com or austin at r5websitemanagement.com, which one are you going to take more seriously? So you can step up your email game, get that professional domain-based email along with 30 gigs of Google Drive storage for just $6 per user per month. And if you don't have a domain yet, you know where to go, store.r5websitemanagement.com and get your very own domain domain for $13.99 per year. So $14 for your domain and then about $72 a year uh, for your email. Not bad to get all that together. If you need help getting it all set up, you're not sure where to start, email me at austin at r5websitemanagement.com. It's not just an example. It's my actual business email address. And we can help you uh, get everything set up and connected, whether you have a website or not, by the way. You can actually buy the domain and use it for your email service without actually having a website connected to it. A lot of people don't realize that. So before you get full blown with everything, you can just get started with a professional email. All right, so that heads us uh, into the checklist. Name of the episode, Spoken in Dialogue. Uh, All the time. Like, like every other scene. Mostly yeah, by like that one guy. <laughs> by the one guy who obviously is the guy who came up with the yeah. name, right? Yeah. He's like, you know what they're they, calling it, right? The Crimson Horror. <laughs> and then they have flashback scene where he's like, the Crimson Horror, as yeah. if he made it up himself. Yeah, and the doctor like, says, oh, very good, very good. You know, so like, I, I did I'm, I'm pretty sure that creepy guy, whatever, who was that guy? Why was, was he, he collecting random bodies? It's like he was the coroner, but not. Uh, was he like the coroner's creepy uh, assistant or something? Like, I don't know. No guy idea. was weird, whoever he was. No, no, just random guy picking up Bodies. Up dead bodies. Bring out your dead. He doesn't work there at all or anything. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> just leaves. He's the, the janitor. <laughs> uh, let's see. The creature of the week, we had Mr. Sweet, who was a repulsive red leech. Who you we call thought. that repulsive? He was cute. Huh? Well, he that's what that's cute. what Vastra called. Aside from the was part where he was tearing into the lady's death. chest, he was pretty cute. And then he got He wasn't tearing into her chest. He was just sort of melding. <laughs> There was definitely scars on her chest. And then she got whacked to death. <laughs> oh, that oh, was terrifying. Oh, just was take him down to the prehistoric era. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> was that maybe the most brutal villain oh, yes. death we've ever seen? I mean, it wasn't um, just once or twice. Well, there was like killed, 30 seconds. When the 10th Doctor killed all the baby children by drowning them. But we didn't them. see it. 
Well, and besides, yeah. besides, that was drowning. That's not what I mean by brutal. Okay. Brutal is just yeah. she took a cane and like as you know, green toothpaste squirted <laughs> out of his body. Every she just kept single every hit. <laughs> it's like she was hitting a bowl of pudding. Things should have been <laughs> like in half. She wouldn't have been hitting yeah. it anymore. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> Was she like found it and like entirely juicy. It was mm. disgusting. Yes. Uh, the Wikia uh, pointed out. Oh, oh. Um, so, well, before I get into that, um, anything else about Mr. Sweet? Obviously a puppet type of deal. Pretty, pretty cool. He ate sugar. Uh, yes. We were debating. Totally we thought it was salt. Yeah. I'm because like, when you spill the salt, so you throw it over your shoulder. Uh-huh. But, but she, she spilled was like the spr- sugar? But she was like sprinkling it right here on Which, her No, no, no. At first, she knocked it over, and then she threw some over her shoulder and said, uh, to ward off the devil, because that's the superstition, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Uh, Which for some reason, spilling salt really brings the excuse. devil? I don't know. Huh? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was weird. Because the guy just leaves immediately yeah, after. She waited for like, him to leave, and then she's sprinkling it down, her, down her, her blouse there. And yeah, we thought it was salt. So I was thinking, like, we've haven't we seen before some kind of... Salt vampire. I mean, I think I might be thinking of Star Trek. Star Trek had like a yeah. salt sucking mm-hmm. alien thing. Um, yeah. So that's what I kind of thought we were going for, and then it turns out no, 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 Mister Sweet. Yeah. Because he eats sugar. <laughs> I doubt she would have been pouring salt on those open wounds anyways. Oh, though, ah, so. ah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. So at any rate, she's insane. Anyway, so. Let me she is let crazy. me drop this on you. Okay. The Wikia pointed out that in this episode. The only extraterrestrials were the Doctor and Strax. Hmm. We had a lizard woman uh, yeah. and a repulsive red leech that were both earthlings. <laughs> they were both, as we... Uh, as the we, original Earth. What was... Not Terran. What was the... Oh, no. What was the new word? Oh. Oh, what was it? That, that our listeners will hear two episodes from Tellurians. Tellurians. Yeah. Yes. Um, they were, in fact, Tellurians, just prehistoric Tellurians or pre-human history. I can't imagine <laughs> either of those Tellurians would have been very tasty at all. <laughs> to, uh, to old uh, 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 Shockeye. Yeah. Uh, listeners, you, you're in for a treat. In, two, <laughs> in a couple of weeks, you're in for a treat. Uh, so at any rate, yeah, the... Um, because we're dealing with two, you know, creatures in in uh, Vastra and Mister Sweet that are actually Tellurian, uh, Terran, terrestrial. The only aliens in this episode are Strax and the Doctor. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the Wikia actually and said more. the only non-terrestrial elements Every- were Strax, the Doctor, and the TARDIS because. Even the technology involved in this episode was all human. What about his laser blaster and his yeah, well, suits? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. With their freaking mm-hmm. steam-powered rockets they had back mm-hmm. in the freaking uh, yeah, apparent, Victorian age. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But even that was just, that was just human Random. technology, earthbound technology. So uh, so speaking of the rocket, that was the only real CGI uh, that, I, that I noted in this episode, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, it was just like, you know, janky looking metal that rocket doesn't make sense though because she wasn't being controlled by mr sweet or anything how did she make meaning somehow she was just smart enough to build a rocket (laughs) back in victorian age well that was that was part of her character was she was this brilliant what was it engineer and chemist and psychopath (laughs) she was freaking insane in so many ways but uh, yeah, pretty she much. Just, she totally built that thing using yeah. her own brain. Yeah. 
Yep. Came out of her own brain. It took us so long to figure out how to Sweet get even close even... to space. And she was doing it back in the Victorian age. That's right. That's right. So, you know, try and keep up, guys. Uh, we didn't get any mention of the bow ties, no appearance of Amy's reading glasses, but we did get the doctor in a bowler hat. <laughs> that was amazing. How awesome was that? Spectacular. <laughs> I loved his entire amazing. look. I, I loved him and uh, Clara's look. Oh, yeah. In, in this whole episode. Yeah. Like, Clara's, like, floopy doo hair with all the curls <laughs> up top and everything. Uh, she looked like uh, the, the Countess. She looked like, you know, yeah. Clara when we met her the second time. So mm. uh, that was probably intentional. She was back yeah. in Victorian era. So uh, we didn't get any Geronimo's, nothing that the doctor loves. Uh, Jiggery pokery. So the Sonic just sort of reversed the venom? No, no, that was the thing that he was in. I think it was Remember the thing they he did was the, in, same, thing he did the same thing with Clara. Oh, oh, well then why did he have to have the Sonic in there? I don't know. He didn't. That whole process seemed... Kind of weird anyways, because if it fails, you turn into this stiff thing that sounds hollow when you tap it, but somehow yeah. just going into the <laughs> thing undoes it. Yeah. It's like, I didn't understand. Why didn't they send all the I didn't understand the people that survive it. What's the deal? They've just been preserved? Is that I what it's all that they don't get killed by the, wait. By the venom stuff? Did, that the they idea? Like, already just got the dipped glass in? freaking jars. Well, they got dipped in like a in a, a diluted version of it. And oh, oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, she had to find the right dose. She experimented on her daughter to find the right dose that would make the body produce an antitoxin. So if you're dipped in the properly diluted amount, and you're the right type of person then your body will create an antitoxin, which I guess coincidentally turns you into like a plastic doll for a little bit. And that can be reversed. So that was the whole idea. I don't know. I guess. Her whole plan know. was kind of dumb anyways, because I don't think there was enough of that venom there to take out all of London, let alone the, the whole, whole world. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if even if we forget the, like, two or three continents that weren't even known about back then, <laughs> there still wasn't enough venom to kill Wait, how, what, what time frame do you think this was? It was Victorian age. They knew about America. I'm stupid. But, okay. <laughs> like... There was a United States at you this point. You know what? Point, even, right? if you, even if you took out every country but Europe... Or that's not a country. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's still not enough. <laughs> what I'm saying is that wasn't enough to kill everyone in London, let alone the whole world. Her plan was stupid. Stupider than I am. It was, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a little bit, uh, there were some pieces missing. It was a little little more convoluted yeah, than she was missing a few pieces up here as uh, well. Well, so. that that was obvious. <laughs> All right, we had the return of Strax, which meant more entries into Strax's army. Armory, mm. not the armory. army, the armory. He did First, apparently think they had an army, though, at one point. A full He's frontal like, assault. Yes, a full frontal assault. Well, with the three of them. I mean, yeah. It'd be a full frontal assault with three people, apparently. I, how do you have 80% death rates between three people? <laughs> <laughs> 80% casualties probably was referring to on the other side, is what I would imagine. Like, yeah. all of the innocent people inside the building. Ah, would yeah, be yeah, yeah. an 80% <laughs> casualty. Ca I believe we could hold it to 80% casualty at the maximum. And that was uh, like good for him. That's right. Yeah. Totally acceptable losses. 80%. 80% yes. death of the innocent. That's that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we had scissor grenades, limbo vapor, and triple blast brain splitters. Now, they, um, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to come back to that in just a minute. Um, limbo vapor? What? Can anybody take what a guess? That? I mean, scissor grenades. 
Okay, I, I don't even know how you do that, but yeah. I can maybe sort of picture that, and it sounds throw awesome. A bomb that Triple blast brain splitters. I don't even so, need a. I don't even need a, a picture of it that. Was, it was, but what is limbo vapor? It was brain it, spitters, it though, wasn't it? You, I'm coming back to that. I'm coming okay. back to that. It sends you into limbo. <laughs> Duh. It's limbo vapor, vapor that if inhaled, sends if, you it's into vapor limbo. that you can only escape by bending backwards at the knees and going under it. <laughs> no, no, it uh, <laughs> to sends island you down music. four dream states. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. <laughs> why uh, didn't they use that before? In, in that's session? right. He also says we could lay magnetic cluster mines and dig trenches and fill them with acid. Why? Here we had the return of the acid. Yes. Usually trenches are used to hide in so that you can shoot your enemies. Not so no. Sometimes trenches are built. Sometimes trenches are built to make it harder for your enemy to get to you. Sometimes. Sometimes. Like why, why do these ones have to be filled with acid? So if you that's fall awesome. in, you'll be filled. Bo- that's right. Burned with acid. That's right. Then you'll be burned with acid. <laughs> he loves his acid. Acid he? and grenades. I'm waiting for the acid grenade. He, <laughs> that's actually, like, that's gonna he be... turned around and walked and said, I'm going to go play with my grenades. When she sent him away, yes, he, did, he yeah. said, I'll go play with my grenades. That's correct. Um, new item on the checklist, guys. This is something that only noobs in the Whovian can bring to you. Adventures in closed captioning. <laughs> because we, we've mentioned this before, but we frequently watch the episodes with the closed captions on just so we don't miss anything, uh, especially if I have to like rewind it and write it down. Sometimes I'll hit pause and I can see the closed captioning to, to you know, get to a know quote how to down. spell the ridiculous <laughs> terms they come That up with. too. Um, so one of them was triple blast brain spitters. Yeah. It said spitters in the closed captioning. I'm almost positive. When we ran it back, I listened real carefully. Um, The Wikia doesn't list it at all, so I couldn't verify it there, but it it looked to me, when you watch his lips and listen, it sounded and looked like he said brain splitters, which makes more sense than brain spitters. Splitters and spitters are two very different things. Why would it spit (laughs) out brain? That doesn't... (laughs) It's either Um, a grenade that shoots brains everywhere or that (laughs) explodes brains. Yeah, it spits spits brains out. (laughs) Duh. Um, the other thing, this was not a typo. This one was just bizarre. Hilarious. Uh, when Mrs. Gillyflower fell to her death, the closed captioning said in brackets, Mrs. Gillyflower thudding. And I was like, oh, man. Like, you know, thanks for throwing that one in there for the hearing impaired. Like, make yeah. sure you don't miss this horrid detail. You know, all of the bad guys died in this episode. Well, I mean, who were the bad guys? Well, Gilly if, Flower and Mr. Sweet. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They didn't make it. That's for sure. <laughs> Mrs. Gilly Flower falls to her death. She's like, please forgive me. The daughter's like, no. No. And then she goes and kills Mr. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say Ada is is kind of like broke bad at the end of this episode. Yeah. She was like, also, she's it. like, that's my girl. Yeah. That was the terrifying <laughs> thing was the mother was like, please forgive me. And she's like, never. She says, that's my girl. And, and then with her dying <laughs> breath, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Her dying breath was her being like vindictive. Like, ah, that's my girl. Never forgive anyone because that's I'm a religious person. Men suck. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Any existential horror on this one? Not, not so much. Not really. No. Yeah. Having just like the creepiest creature. Just well, no. She was aware of that though. That was well, not like a. Oh my gosh! What is existence? type of thing so um other stuff we noticed uh, okay uh strax got directions from a young thomas thomas <laughs> which is a joke that flew over our yes heads. i had i had to explain this was 2013 
So this was just on the bleeding edge of smartphones becoming pervasive. This was, so this would have been what, three years post uh, iPhone, right? Wasn't it 2010 the iPhone launched? 2011? Something like that. Why are so, you asking I'm me? Really I, was, I, I was barely <laughs> conscious at that point, let alone. Barely conscious? You were a preschooler. What are you five, talking about? <laughs> I don't remember anything from like past the fifth grade. Or before the Wait, fifth grade. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> past fifth grade? <laughs> What's a duck? I don't move? remember yesterday. Uh, so at any rate, um, yeah, there's the bit where Strax is trying to figure out where to go. And a, a young, uh, you know, Dickensian street urchin comes up and it says, turn left at the next intersection. When possible, make a U-turn. And, but like and his- the boys are going... Uh, his first line was really weird and cryptic or something. He was like, keep turning until you can't anymore. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> right. And then he gets up on, you know, up on the, the, the cab with Strax and Strax says, what is your name? He says, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. And I had to explain that before cell phones put Google maps and Apple maps in everyone's pocket in the world, we had to buy standalone devices called no GPS. Way. What are yeah. those? Yeah. And so, or as they would call it over the, across the pond, SatNav, instead of global positioning system, they refer to there as a satellite navigation. It's not satellite navigation. And actually it's it's totally fine. Um, so at any rate, um, this would be a standalone device in your car that would do what Google maps does on your phone today. But it was a separate thing that not only, not only guys, did you have to pay hundreds of dollars for one of these devices, but then you would have to pay the the company whenever you wanted an update. So generally speaking about once a year, or if you were cheap once every two years, you would have to pay probably a hundred dollars to get, by the way, to get mailed a memory card with the update that you would then put into the, into the device. And, uh, and this is all it did. This was all that it did. And when we got one, ours was super amazing because it was color screen and touch screen. Yeah. Up until that point, there was like buttons on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that sure they didn't talk to you. still has one. For a long time, they didn't screen. talk to you. Oh, they would go gosh. bloop, and then you would have to look at the screen and read the directions. It didn't ever talk to you. That sounds like a great idea. Just take my eyes off the road for a second. Right. To yeah. Look at my yeah, yeah. So one of the more uh, popular brands, there was Garmin. Uh, there was... Uh, Something with like an NU new new something. Anyways, one of them was TomTom, Tom. and yeah. that was a one of the one of the famous things about TomTom Tom was it was one of the first ones where you could get other voices. So there was like wow, there was the generic voice. So would you have voice to get like a different? And, uh, oh yes, of course you would have to, yeah you would have to buy it and download it and everything. Yeah, but but TomTom, Tom, if I remember correctly, TomTom Tom was the one that branched out and started doing like really crazy ones. So you had, you had generic ones that was like the default American mm-hmm. English. And then there was a British English and an Australian English. You and could actually like, change those. And there was like, wow. a then there was Darth Vader. <laughs> Why? And like Ray Romano. And like, <laughs> all these Why? crazy things. Why would you want any of those? Because it was hilarious. Are you kidding me? How are you supposed to drive when you got oh. Darth Vader yelling in your ear about every which way to go? Well, and then of course, you know, like when you would miss a turn, instead of saying recalculating, it would say, I, I find, uh, what is it? Um, uh, Oh no, what's the line? I can't I think know. of the line. I'm going to kill you. I find your lack of faith disturbing, you know, or something like that. Um, so if you missed a turn, instead of saying recalculating, it would, it would throw some, you know, 
a suitable line you, at you. You get to hear the same now. three quotes yes, over exactly. and over and over again. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that wow, was newfangled technology. So, so the Victorian uh, predecessor of the TomTom sat-nav GPS system was young Thomas Thomas riding alongside with Strax. So, and then he's like inexplicably in the rest of the episode. He just like For keeps no showing up on the side. Anyways. Uh, so let's see. Gillyflower offers the doctor a seed cake or some amontillado as she pronounced it. And I remember seeing that in the, in the closed captioning and realizing that it was spelled amontillado. And I was like, that's interesting. And the doctor says, no, thanks. We've had enough of that. And I remember that like pinging something in my mind, but I couldn't quite place it. And the, the Wikia pointed out that he had been, he had just been chained up in a hidden room, Only essentially left that. to die. No, no, no. Much like the victim in Edgar Allan Poe's The Cask of Amontillado. So there's, it's kind of this weird connection point there. The Cask of Amontillado was about a, was about a guy who, Get basically gets tricked into going into, I think, a guy's basement or something, and the guy walls him up, <laughs> like bricks him in alive um, into, you know, the, this little crawl space area. So not like a big room, but he's he's walled up alive, and that's, you know, spoiler alert for a 150-year-old short story, but there you go. It's like the sound. Huh? That's not a spoiler. Uh, no, that's that's the that's the twist ending. Oh. Dun-dun-dun. Wow, what a great twist. This guy's going to die. It's, I mean, it. there's more. St- okay, anyways. <laughs> so so that was his thing was like, no thanks, I've had enough Amontillado. I don't know, anyways. It was a loose thread, but it did it did ring true when I read it. So, uh, Corbin, you had a theory early on. That Mr. Sweet was going to be the great intelligence. And that I was, was sad because so it was going to be better. another old person that got tricked into following the great intelligence since they were like a little tiny child and then they were going to forget all their memories and they're going to be sad but that wasn't it <laughs> she's just crazy freaking genius and has a parasite latching you know i didn't even her. think about it. this would have been the third person wouldn't it because we already had had two people that the that the great intelligence did that to hooked yeah. on for their entire yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's easier but, I mean, to the get setup, kids. I the suppose. setup was exactly that though wasn't it yeah uh-huh. like it when and so okay old so lady turned to crazy like yeah. doing with a secret plan in yeah, the background that is obviously something nefarious happening with humanity. A person that like will never talk and can never show his face. Mm-hmm. And stuff. People going in and never, never coming, coming out. out. And uh-huh. what's the deal with that? And nobody and loves cows as much as Burger King. Like, what? Remember? No. Whatever. <laughs> she was the great intelligence was essentially consuming the people. Yeah. And the one lady said, "No one, no one loves, no one cares for cows as much as Burger King." Or maybe she said another what a great McDonald's or something, but and she was like definitely smarter than most people at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. So, um, so at the beginning of the episode, when they pulled back the sheet and showed the woman's bright red face and she had died and they called it the crimson horror, I leaned over to the boys and I said, okay, that is all I remember about this episode. <laughs> I, I remembered, you know, people are red. I remember the, the, um, the Paternoster gang being, in this episode, but we're in Victorian England in an 11th Doctor story. So, of course, yeah. they're going to be there. But that is all I can remember. That and, you know, in the Crimson Horror. And I had a vague memory of the Doctor turning red. And I couldn't remember what that was exactly about. And that is all I could remember. So, when Corbin is saying it's the great intelligence, I was like, I don't I know. neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I, I said, yeah, I, said I literally cannot confirm or deny. I don't know. So, 
I was down. I was down with that theory because that's exactly like, that's that was the amazing. path they were leading us. Dad, to. you better write this down. I was like, that's going yeah. to happen. Yeah, it was a good call that that could have it, been. Yeah, that could just have wasn't. totally been. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that was kind of a during the episode theory segment that we I just did, did that was debunked at the end of the episode. I did that once as well, and we talked. did what? I think it was. Oh, like, I had a theory during the episode that that turned out to not be true. Yeah. Yeah. I it wasn't was, long ago. I don't remember it was what it like was. like with Clara. Yeah. I was like, oh, this one. I think it was in Hyde. There was something to do in there. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so that brings us down to who's who. So uh, who is the doctor? Um, mm-hmm. I love the line, to find the doctor, Jenny only need ignore every keep out sign, go through every <laughs> locked door, and run towards any form of danger that may present itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, Strack, what did Strack say? Yeah, business as usual then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. So it's, <laughs> of course. So it's Tuesday, we're saying. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see, the doctor... <laughs> Okay, maybe my favorite line of this whole episode, definitely my favorite line of this whole episode, one of my favorite doctor lines in a long time. I'm the doctor, you're nuts, and I'm here to stop you. <laughs> just like, just that called her just out. just the Very, doctor. very accurate. Well, not only, not only was a typical doctor, like he, he gave, he gave Gillyflower like no slack. Like mm. normally there's the whole, ah, uh, you know, we all make bad choices. And so if you stop now, I'll spare you. It was just like, no, you're, you're crazy you're and I'm going to stop insane. you. <laughs> you're nuts. Here we go. I um, have a Sonic. <laughs> I have a chair. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was one of my ones for uh, uh, for who is Clara. Uh, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Who is Vostra? First of all, uh, Corbin pointed out her front door is TARDIS blue. It just I, looks I, like the TARDIS just in like general. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aww. Had similar. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Oh, Miss Amy. <laughs> Um, and, and then we also talked about like, does her veil have a perception filter on it or something? Yeah. Cause you can totally see. Cause it's totally a lizard woman with some <laughs> lace in front of her face. And then she picks it up and the guy goes, Whoa, I totally yeah. didn't notice. It's Which, so the, funny <laughs> at the end when the TARDIS is going, I was like, after you've seen a lizard woman, a potato man, you're not, used why to is a disappearing right box going to make you faint? Like I can not understand that your brother died and was just entirely red. Yeah. Of all yeah. the things that you've seen this week, like this week or <laughs> this, the last, this weekend, it's been recent. Two days. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> the, the Wikia pointed out something interesting that, uh, that this seemed to be that guy and his fainting seemed to be kind of a slap in the face, f- slap in the face, social commentary on how in Victorian times, that's the way women were viewed, ah. right? That they were just weak of, of constitution and would faint at the, at the mere sight or mention of blood or violence or anything like that. Oh. And here you have him fainting because I saw a lizard woman, him fainting because I saw a potato man, him fainting because a box disappeared. Wow. Jenny, on the other hand, who, by the way, is a Victorian woman. Yeah. Vastra is, yeah. you know, lizard woman from the dawn of time. She's just a Jenny is a straight-up Victorian woman. She rips the dress off to reveal the, like, leather body armor <laughs> cat suit underneath and goes, and just, like, kicks all the butts. It was well, amazing. a freaking suit that will never be made for at least another couple hundred years. So what exactly is latex or spandex or whatever that is? <laughs> Um, yeah, so speaking of who is Jenny, she's freaking awesome kicking all of the butts was the, was yeah, the note. This turned into an action movie. <laughs> that was amazing. I love, I love, did she punch a guy behind her while winding up to punch the guy in front of her? I mean, there was like yeah. so many moves. It was like, bam, 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 bam. I was like, or we could do that. Awesome. 
No, uh, no, yeah. no. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess that's a plan. <laughs> you know, I loved that. I loved uh, everyone's reaction when she like ripped the dress off and revealed what ever that whatever that suit is that's what she's always wearing apparently because we've seen it multiple times and i think this is the second time we've seen it underneath something else where she just like into battle mode yeah yeah (laughs) and then strax comes in oh yeah Yeah, the 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 lasers people (laughs) and i love you guys were talking about how how like gleeful he was so that we'll jump right into who is strax he was having so much fun shooting people. I know. Y'all were like, he's like laughing. <laughs> he was like smiling. Have you smiling. been eating those cookies again or whatever? <laughs> yes. Have you been eating those jelly sherbet fancies again? You know, you're just no. you're overexcited. Have you been eating the jelly sherbet fancies again? He goes, no. No. <laughs> I love his, I love his oh. face. He immediately turns into like a five-year-old boy. He's like, uh, no. No. Should it's I just, lie or should I tell the truth? Yeah. It's like he what shrunk she, a what couple What did she tell inches. him? Like, go wait outside or something like that? And he, yeah. I swear, I swear, you could almost hear him say, but mom, yeah. <laughs> but madam, you know, it's so great. Um, which, you know, I guess he didn't have a mom because he was, he's a clone or whatever. So Vastra is the closest he's had to a mom. <laughs> Vastra, I guess Vastra and Jenny. Uh, so let's see. Um, he says, <laughs> he says of Ginny, if this fleshy boy is to represent us, still not understanding genders. <laughs> and that, that is, that is going to continue. We haven't had, we haven't yet had the episode. Wait, did we? Have we had the episode Why do you where. always do this? Uh, well, especially right now, because we've, we've got like multiple instances now of Clara being Victorian and Strax being involved. Did we get the episode where where Strax does a medical evaluation of Clara? That's coming up, I think. Is that not ringing a bell? Where he shines a light into her face? Died? No, 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 no. She she like wakes up and it's morning time and he is like holding a a thing to her face like 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 a doctor. I don't. I think that's still. And then she she ends up. Is that where she died? Nope. No, no, no. Not the same. Yeah, I, it's, I it's, it's still that. to come. It may be the next episode, actually. It may be because I, I think we're running <laughs> out of Strax episodes. Yeah. Um, or running out of this season, I mean. Uh, so let's see. He was going to execute the horse. For failing to take him where he wanted it to. <laughs> for failing, yeah. yes. For failing to know where he was supposed to go. He's like, just, prepare for your summary execution. <laughs> why (laughs) and he looked happy (laughs) i wonder if that's the same horse that he was help sir i think i've been run over by a cab (laughs) i wonder if it's the same horse and cab it's gotta be possible (laughs) at least in universe all right so that brings us down to who is clara oswald and this will kind of bleed from who is clara oswald to can we talk about to i don't know maybe even some theory section i don't know so uh, the trip you mentioned this one. The doctor says, "Hang on, I've got a sonic screwdriver." She goes, "Yeah, and I've got a chair." Smash! <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, that worked pretty good." That was probably a bad idea, though. Because why is that? No idea what that, that could have just done. set the rock have blown up. everything <laughs> up. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, the doctor was cool with it. I love. Uh, he says, "You're the boss." She goes, "Am I?" He says, "No, no, no, no get inside." No no no. No, 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 no. And then later on, she's like, "I'm the boss. I'm the boss." And then her friends found out she was a time traveler. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she asked the doctor why he was interested in Victorian London, and then at the end she sees a picture of herself in Victorian in Victorian London and says, "That's not right. I was in Victorian Yorkshire." 
Which outing herself as a time traveler. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what'd you say? Which now they're going to go on the next. Which is a subplot I completely forgot. (laughs) I completely forgot about them discovering she's a time traveler and then going on an adventure. I totally forgot that she had anything to do with that those like kids, kids were even there yeah yeah, yeah I, I totally just, forgot about that <coughs> we just, tend to forget about their normal lives i yeah. just love her thought process though because this episode proves that even when you try and go on a normal vacation it turns out terribly but as we see she's gonna take the kids yeah, on the next the adventure ah, anyways it'll probably be fine mm. but yeah. you got to lose like it always is never <laughs> The biggest problem. Like it always is, never? (laughs) It's never fine. No, no, no. It was fine once. Like it always never is. It was was, fine once with Donna when they went to the resort. But then it It was fine for Donna. Yeah, yeah. The doctor got locked in the thing with a creature that was trying to kill them all. Possibly the worst adventure he's ever had. Yeah, right. When we got to the end, she cracked the joke and he's like, don't. Don't do that. I want to die. (laughs) Like Tin's been scarred by that one, so. Uh, so let's see. Um, any other any other thoughts on on Clara, or do y'all want to hold that for theory theory section? Yeah, let's hold that. Y'all aren't y'all aren't no. chomping at the bit. So, guys, another reminder here that Noobs in the Hoovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do and want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you can do: head over to noobsandthehoovian.com/support. Uh, we've got several different ways there outline that you can support us. Uh, so first of all, our favorite, most bestest way is to become a monthly Patreon supporter. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll become a Fez patron. $5 a month, you'll be a Bowtie patron. And because bow ties are cool, you'll get a shout out on the show each week. $15 a month, you'll become a hosting host, covering our monthly hosting cost and you'll have the opportunity to guest host on an upcoming episode. Now there's other ways that you can help out. Uh, like we said before, if you're going to be turning on your BritBox subscription, make sure that you click on our banner, uh, which is at noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. So you can click that. Won't change your price at all. Um, so you get to support us without spending any extra money on your own. Like if you were going to turn on BritBox, um, you can you can do that. And you can also, anything uh, that you purchase at Amazon after clicking on our banner over the next, I think, 24 hours, 48 hours, something like that. Uh, We'll actually get credit for that as well. So you can just head on over there, click our BritBox subscription link and uh, anything that you purchase. And that includes uh, if you are interested in buying some episodes of Doctor Who or some DVDs or something like that, that would be very on brand. But also you can help us out by uh, supporting an episode for just $2 or a season for $15. We've mentioned that we're having a harder time getting a hold of the DVDs now. And so we're looking at making some purchases. So if you want to help us out in doing that, $2 will support, uh, will sponsor an episode or $15 will actually sponsor an entire season. And I was thinking about this the other day. I'm going to throw this in there. You do a $2, uh, you do a $2 sponsoring of an episode. We'll give you a shout out on the episode that you sponsored. You don't have to tell us which episode. We'll just, <laughs> when we get there, <laughs> if we've got several of them going, uh, then we'll shout you out on the next available episode. If you sponsor an entire season, I'll tell you what, we'll give you a shout out on the show every week during that season. 15 bucks. Can't beat that, right? All right, so um, you can do that. And then also um, on that support page, you'll see some of our other sponsors like G Suite. If you go there, click on the G Suite banner. Uh, that'll t- take you to where you can sign up for that service. And uh, we'll get a commission for that. And make sure if you do, send me an email and request a discount code. We can actually get you 20% off of your first year of G Suite. So make sure that you don't sign up unless you 
email us first. So head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and find your favorite way of supporting family-friendly independent media today. All right, guys, that brings us down to our classic Who connection. Jared has got some uh, some stuff to share with us. There are some interesting call-outs that I w- remember, like we were saying, he references things and sometimes you go, is that a classic Who thing? Or is that like a, 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 a Big Finish audio production thing? Or is that just him making up stuff? There was one in particular that I was really interested in, the Gobby Australian getting the Gobby Australian okay. back to Heathrow Airport. I was like, that is too specific. It's got to be a that. thing. Um, yeah, he, he uh, the doctor says, um, Clara says something about, you know, you were trying to get to Victorian London and we ended up in Yorkshire. And he's like, oh, that's yeah. okay. You wouldn't believe how long it took me to get a Gobby Australian back to the Heathrow Airport or something to that, that effect. Uh, Jared's going to tell us what the deal is with that. So let's listen into what Jared's got to say. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for the episode Crimson Horror. So, upon arriving in Yorkshire, the doctor tells Clara that he once attempted to get a gobby Australian to Heathrow, Heathrow Airport. Uh, this was when he was talking about how it wasn't always so accurate landing, landing the TARDIS. And th- he is, of course, talking about the fifth doctor, or when he was the fifth doctor, trying to return Tegan to Heathrow Airport, where she was supposed to begin work as a flight attendant. You see, as you might recall, when we talked about the fifth doctor and his companions, uh, Tegan was wanting to report a crime she saw, and she wandered into what she thought was a simple police call box, and it was the TARDIS. And that was on the same day that was supposed to be her first day as a flight attendant. So, uh, he was trying to get her back. He did get her back eventually, and then uh, she lost her job there, and uh, she ended up traveling with the doctor again. But unfortunately, in the episode that or serial that we watched, we did not get to meet Tegan. Uh, so um, go back, watch the fifth doctor or the fourth doctor, and uh, meet Tegan. So then the doctor went on to say, Braveheart, Clara which was a catchphrase of the fifth doctor that he used with Tegan. He would say Braveheart Tegan. Again, you may recall, we already talked about that when we talked about the fifth doctor. The fourth doctor also talked about how the Romani people uh, had the superstition that they believed that the last image a dead person saw would be imprinted on their retina, and that was in the serial The Ark in Space. The alias John Smith was once again used by the Doctor. Of course, we've talked about that before. And finally, in the serial, The Attack of the Cybermen, uh, the, that's with the sixth, sixth Doctor, the TARDIS turned into an organ that the Sixth Doctor played. Uh, all right, this is not, I mean, this is the, the on the uh, TARDIS wikia uh, mentioned as, as a connection. Um... I, I'm, I'm always thrilled when I watch an episode and then I go check the TARDIS wikia and I see that all the connections that they have on there uh, are, in fact, I, I've already recognized them and, and can list them off. Okay, I didn't get all of them except for this one. I don't really think this is a connection, but it was on there, so I thought I'd mention it And since it's a short week. Uh, so... Um, thought I'd mention that, but that's a weird connection. Just it's, it's like, oh, there's an organ and the TARDIS was an organ. Huzzah. Anyway, well, there you go. So I really 
this was not one of my favorite episodes. It's a fun one. It's always great to see uh, Strax. I mean, that's that's always fun to see and uh, to to uh, see that team together uh, having having adventures and fun and, and adding on to the Doctor and com- his companions. Uh, and we got a little bit more about Clara and her, you know, a little bit farther in that story. But honestly, as, as the Whovian often talks about, when I went to watch this one, I was like, uh, I don't remember a whole lot about it. In fact, I thought it was a Cyberman episode uh, in, in my memory. So clearly didn't stand out. And so I'm going to give it 6.5 attacking Straxes because that was my favorite part of the episode. And I'm going to give it 100 creep levels. Not terribly creepy, but the red leech attached to uh, Gillyflower's chest, that was creepy. And, and the red doctor monster, a little creepy. I mean, there was some, some creep factor. So I'll just go with 100. Okay, so thank you to the TARDIS Wikia and thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. Uh, yeah, that uh, the um, organ connection was the f- one of the furthest stretches mm-hmm. I've seen the Wikia make. Um, I had I had seen that too in doing the the research for the notes. But you're like, thinking, that's kind of dumb. Eh? <laughs> I mean, how many <laughs> organs do you see ever? So I guess the Wikia pointed mm-hmm. out that the. Uh, Tenth Doctor used an organ to defeat Lazarus, yeah. uh, Doctor Lazarus, and I was like, "Okay, I yeah. mean, that's mm-hmm. that's more of an interesting connection to me than, oh, also this one time, <laughs> the TARDIS was an organ. Like, well, what? I mean, I mean that's cool. You say like that's miscellaneous connection. trivia. You say that's, I mean, that's true. The lucid connection, but then there are the times where like. Tardis Rikia has a section dedicated to food where they point out every time the doctor <laughs> takes a sip of tea and you're like, why does this matter? This this is true. And those always disappoint me when uh, it's linked. And I'm like, ooh, there must be some deep classic Who lore or something from the comics. And it's like, you click on it and it's an entire page dedicated to Twinkies. And it's like, in episode 702, the doctor, doctor mentioned Twinkies. It did not appear on screen. It's like, why? <laughs> why it never appeared on screen thing? for legal reasons. <laughs> You're like, why does this page it's just exist? one word. No, for legal reasons would be more information that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be somewhat. They don't even say that. It's just, no. It's just for like, legal reasons. And then there's a link to the legal reasons. <laughs> legal is a word that means, no. Uh, so at any rate, yeah. yeah. It sounds like Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, so so that was the, um, that was the, the, the gobby Australian apparently was Tegan. Uh, so he spent quite a long time trying to get her back to an airport. And I was like, that's gotta be, that's gotta be it's a gotta thing. Be something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was going to turn out to have been a companion like it was, or if it was like maybe some side character that, you know, that, that he had to actually get, you know, back to an airport in time for a flight or something. I love that she, she basically missed out on her job becoming a flight <laughs> attendant. And I can imagine, I can imagine the episode. If it was new who we know exactly how it would go, right? She'd be, uh, you know, an exciting young person who can't wait to go see the world on an yeah. airplane. And then it's like, Oh, how about come and see all of time and space. So, uh, with, with it being classic, who, who knows, uh, what, what exactly it, how it panned out and everything. So, so Jared gave it 6.5 out of 10 attacking Straxes, which might be my favorite, uh, <laughs> sounding. <laughs> yes. Uh, attacking Straxes. Uh, so let's see, Trip. What are you? What are you going to give it here? Oh, sad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going. I'm reading ahead. 
I'm going to give this a bit higher. I'm going to give it 8.5 grandma's thudding. Oh, She wasn't a grandma, though. Oh, uh, she oh, was that's true. old. Well, she was just an old mom. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Corbin, uh, what about you, Benny? Um, I'm going to agree with Trip. I don't know why Jared rated this so low. It was good. So I'm going to say 8 out of 10 old ladies who can somehow fire a gun. What? What? Like, is there an age limit on shooting a I'm gun? I'm just saying her accuracy. It wasn't was a desert eagle. Or <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean her accuracy? She had no accuracy. Okay. Well, that's true. They, <laughs> they seemed oddly scared of her If she had pulled out accuracy. Dirty Harry's 44 Magnum and <laughs> shot someone between the eyes, I would have been like, okay, what? <laughs> Hang on a second. But she pulled out a tiny little revolver and didn't hit anything. What are you expecting? Uh, so go ahead, finish writing that so, out in the notes no, here. Old lady who can surprisingly aim. fire a gun. Eight stormtrooper aim. <laughs> which is not a thing that makes sense. Eight stormtrooper syndromes. Um, yes, I, I enjoyed this one. I, I'm just finding that if you got the Paternoster gang involved, I am on. Yeah. I am down. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I love this is awesome. Strax and his armory. I want to see Jenny's the whole cool. spinoff show of oh my Vastra, Jenny, yes. and Strax. You know, Saturdays at <laughs> 8 p.m., the Paternoster game. That's what I want. BBC, oh if you're goodness. listening. Yes. Um, so simply because of them and, and just to me, this was just a, a fun romp. There were some, there were some mm-hmm. creepy, scary moments. Uh, there was some uh, intrigue and mystery box and who's Mr. Sweet and all that kind of stuff. But overall, I would say this is just a romping silly. fun. Yeah. yeah there were silly, silly moments. Silly slapstick. Exactly. Like um, uh, you know, goofball, you know, Tom, yeah. Tom references, all that kind of stuff. So with that in mind, I'm going to give it eight out of 10 trenches filled with acid. And you'll notice in the show acid. notes, anytime the, anytime the word acid appears, it's in all caps. Acid. He's probably bold it as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, extra thank fact. you. I'll go back and do that. Uh, Jared also gave it 100 creep levels, mainly for the red leech and the red monster doctor. Trip, what do you think? I mean, like it wasn't extremely creepy and there wasn't, like there was mystery and oh, what's going on with this? Okay. And the whole red leech thing or whatever. But he turned out to be more cute than anything. He looks <laughs> he was so cute. He looked less terrifying than actual leeches. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was kind of like a little baby, little red baby Yoda. But when he oh. when he was crawling, it was I wouldn't so go weird. that far. But yeah. yeah, maybe not that far. Like his arms. Baby were Yoda so... doesn't have the sideways mouth with the jagged yeah. teeth. So, man, so I'm gonna give it one fifteen. One fifteen out of five hundred creep levels, yeah. Corbin. Let's say fifty. Fifty. Um, I I went two hundred just again for the for the younger kids involved. Um, there was there were some moments uh, where it was fairly creepy. Um, seeing the doctor I, I get think... submerged in the red liquid was enough to make you know keep me up that night. But drowning drowning yeah. in red. Blah, blah, blah. All of that liquid went straight into his mouth. Oh, I know, right? Why weren't his teeth red at the end? I think I like the the like scar makeup was really good on Ada. How did they do their, the eyes? Did they do like contact lenses for that? Yeah, it's called a sclera lens or a scleral. Um, the sclera is the white part of your eyes. So if you have to get a, if you have to put in a contact, like when you put on a normal contact, it is usually the diameter of the color part of your eyes, right? Yeah. yeah. But they have special contacts that are usually used for for actors and things called scleral lenses or sclera lenses. I'm not sure that cover the entire visible eyeball. And they're very, 
difficult to put on and uncomfortable to wear, uh, from what I understand. So, um, you, you, you have to like lift up an eyelid and kind of mm. slide it up under and then pull out the other eyelid to slide now. it up under. I don't even like <laughs> the thought of regular contacts, let alone ones that cover your full eyeball. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so because of that, be, because you're doing that, uh, usually those are, um, they're more, they're not like contact disposable contact lenses. They're more like glass or plastic. So they're kind of hard. So they can completely blank out your eyes. Yeah. Um, white or black or whatever color, red or whatever. So anytime you see, uh, well, nowadays uh, it's probably a lot of CGI, but uh, until recently, that's what it was. There were actually characters in Star Trek that had um, uh, that had those on on a regular basis, and I'm just like, word, you know, like um, I I don't think Data did because Data's was was just yellow, and you could still see his pupils, yeah. so it wasn't as bad. But. Props to that one lady with the really bad teeth though i don't know if those were oh, her actual oh, teeth yeah. but oh, i always had hate teeth. when it's like victorian era or like even medieval times and they have like pearly white teeth and like they were obviously you know they used like after- charcoal back then to brush their teeth and crap <laughs> they didn't have modern 3d whitening, whitening toothpaste that's right yeah. that's right we didn't I, have toothbrushes till long till like a little while ago fairly recent in human history yeah all right so that brings us down to theories uh the last thing that we have is trip thinks all the claras are relatives not the same person corbin says clara is just a normal person they didn't give us any so do y'all have information any? in this episode i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna change what i said because okay. i realized clara's mom doesn't look like mm-hmm. her Okay. So Sometimes it skips a generation. Well, that would be extra weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be very weird. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you? So then what? What's your new thing? Maybe the Clara's, like, when the TARDIS was exploding or whatever, and like the time got all wobbly. Maybe that's just remnants of the time linking out. Oh, are you talking about in in Journey to the Center of the TARDIS? Yeah. 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 Okay. So what now? So, so okay. this is like remnants of the time leaking out, but like became sentient and like yeah. lived out. And, okay. Like so they be, the Claras they, are the result of the, the time leaking the out. The TARDIS exploding in journey to the center of the TARDIS. And what now? And so the, the, the they time. They like escaped the time and became We saw the kid claw. <laughs> <laughs> Debunking your own theory. <laughs> his whole theory. Well, no, the kid Clara that we saw is the Clara who's traveling with the doctor right now. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. The only time we've seen Clara of a different age was this version of Clara as a child. But she also still doesn't remember with the, most important the doctor leaf. any other times, so. Well, what Trip is saying is that something, some sort of leakage of the, the time explosion, because remember he said time was leaking out and there were echoes of each other. There was one time where she's talking to the doctor and it turns out that was an echo. It wasn't really doc, uh, the doctor and, and different things like that. So you're saying that, that, there, that these other Claras are some kind of time echo of her? Yeah. So the time but like they escaped, out. they're like, because they were like replaying time, they somehow like escaped that, and I don't know, like became. Yeah. And they just kind of yeah. took on a life. Of yeah, them. it's it's complicated to explain, but like 
Yeah. Mm, and they didn't realize that they weren't just um, echo things. And don't remember each other or the doctor or... Yeah. They just don't remember any part of that. <clears throat> gotcha. But like something <clears throat> weird happened with that to make that happen. <laughs> something weird happened. I like uh-huh. that theory. <laughs> My theory is something weird happened on Doctor Who. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, not that that's happened so many times that it used to be part of every recap that I did. <laughs> uh, so, Corbin, are you sticking with Clara as just a normal person? Yes. I don't have anything else. I was going to say maybe she's like uh, Jack in a way, but then I realized we see her growing up at yeah. one point, clearly after where she was in the Victorian era. So so she could have been in some sort of immortal a la Captain Jack, yeah. but we've seen her so as a child. Maybe something happens in, the midst in of a the future. So if she Wait, was, no. then clearly she goes with the doctor back to Victoria, London, forgets about the doctor, dies, and then somehow ends up way off in the future. Which is not unlike. Which is not unlike uh, Captain Jack, right? He was from the future, and he got and ended up back. in like what. Actually ended up in Victorian. Yeah, England, but like he? he had his own time travel when he met the doctor. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm just saying like it, it. So in other words, what you're saying is it could be that the Clara that is traveling with the doctor right now at some point in the future ends up going back in time. I guess. Into I Victorian know. London, which is when he meets her there. And is something happens and Then <laughs> she still clearly yeah. just forgets all of that every single time she dies, so. So let me ask you this. Oh, that makes sense. When she dies, she gets her memory wiped, basically. And it's like a clean slate. Oh, okay. So, like, Jack has died. He just gets better. And remembers everything. (laughs) But he remembers everything. So, so, all right. Corbin says Clara will somehow travel back in time. And uh, in in, in in the future. That was worded poorly uh she is immortal like captain jack and forgets everything when she dies but forgets everything each time she dies which is kind of a dumb superpower (laughs) you're immortal but if you ever die you'll forget everything you ever knew up to that point including the fact that you are immortal including the fact oh gosh that would be wow could you imagine being immortal and not knowing it and you not only forget everything, but remember your whole childhood that didn't happen. So. Do what? Well, she clearly didn't wake up in Victoria, London one day with no recollection of literally anything that happened. Maybe she did. Maybe. Maybe we we're seeing her a few years after, you know, a, a fit of amnesia that she, you know, that she thinks she had. So anyways. Um, all right, so down in listener input, we still haven't gotten any new reviews since August. Just, just saying. saying. Just, just saying. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. Just just casually mentioning it. For no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so the game plan, uh, guys, look out later this week for episode 107.5. Uh, so this should drop into your feeds maybe uh, Wednesday uh, is what we normally do. <clears throat> this will be a special Jared mini-sode that will be a sixth Doctor primer. So... Episode 109 is going to be the Classic Who Rewind for the Sixth Doctor. So we're giving you a jump start. So you'll be able to, as of Wednesday, you'll be able to listen to the Sixth Doctor primer. And then after that, 
Go watch Nightmare in Silver, because that'll be the next thing that we cover. And then you'll have a week after that to watch, remember, the three-parter that is 45 three 45-minute episodes on uh, the two Doctors. It's a sixth Doctor serial featuring the sixth Doctor and the second Doctor. Say that ten times fast. Yeah. So you'll have, uh, you'll have plenty of time to get that primer uh, mini-sode uh, in before you go watch that. And that'll be episode um, 109 is where we'll cover the Classic Who Rewind episode. I told you guys, it's getting all wibbly-wobbly up in here. So that's okay. I uh, you can't tell, we've mentioned several episodes that we've recorded but not released. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're uh, doing a little bit of pre- Time is leaking. Time is leaking. Yeah. That's right. And we're remembering this, things this that all fits perfectly yet. with our show. It really does. Yeah. yeah. This was like a show about sports or something. It'd be like, shut up, nerds. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I think they'd be saying that the whole episode anyway, because we'd be like, what? Talking about Star Trek <laughs> in the middle of a sports episode. <laughs> oh, that guy passing the basketball reminds me of his time <laughs> in Star think, Trek. I don't think most sports podcasts are play-by-plays. Uh, no. Actual. <laughs> oh, man. Games. That sports. That sounds like the worst idea oh, for a podcast. Goodness. It's like a radio, podcast. but recorded after. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's got to be somebody out there doing that. Because back in the day, before you could watch sports on TV, you had to listen to the radio. So you had to listen to somebody do a play-by-play. So imagine a podcaster doing a play-by-play audio only of a game, and then you can like download it and listen to it two weeks later. Yeah. And you know what? Right now, while there's no other sports happening, <laughs> maybe that's the best thing going. While everybody's watching like the 1982 World Series on ESPN 17 or whatever. I'm sure if you really want that, though, you can probably just go find some archives of old games that were broadcast. This is true. This is true. But they wouldn't have your current players that you want to have. That you want to cheer on. Anyways. Guys, News in the Hoobie is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the classic Who connection. And shout outs as always to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us over at facebook.com slash noobsinthehoovian or twitter.com slash noobshoovian. And you can also email us directly at noobsinthehoovian at gmail.com. Consider supporting us at noobsinthehoovian.com slash, su- su- <laughs> slash support. Boy, I didn't Ask think that one. went through. You gotta say that every week. support with saying Slash support. support. Make, give us some support with some slashes. Make sure that wherever you found us that you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin, I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. I think there's some bloopers coming up. Be whip. Get my microphone where it's going to actually, actually pick up your voice. Bur- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> In the air. I've never done that one before. Y'all can't tell just from listening, but Dad pulled his microphone out of the stage. Who says to think that of it someone's as listening? The microphone jumped out to see me. To attack me. Sure. To attack me? <laughs> no, it loves my face. I'm sure that's all. It enjoys it my beard oil and decided to yeah. come get a closer whiff. <laughs>